Ready, set, go! Registration is now open for the Middle States Commission on Higher Education 2023 Annual Conference. It's in Philadelphia, December 4th through 6th, 2023, setting the standard transformation through accreditation. You don't want to miss it. Register now at msche.org. Surprise! We're taking the EdUp Experience podcast to Insights EDU. Join us for an incredible higher education marketing and enrollment management conference February 20th to 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona. Register now at insightsedu.com and use promo code EDUP to save $50 off your registration. Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to add up on the EdUp Experience podcast, where we make education your business. Dr. Joe Salustio back on another episode here as we continue to bring, and I say continue because it's never ending, according to my schedule. Elvin Freitas, of course, books me out now till January. We're in, what month is this? September. I'm booked out every day until January. Uh, I don't even think he gives me a day off, that guy. I'm going to have to talk to him. Uh, but anyway, uh, we just have a lot of people to talk to. And there's a lot of really interesting things happening in higher education today. Perhaps one of the biggest issues of our time that we have to figure out is our relationship, higher ed's relationship with business and industry. How do we create curriculum that is relevant when somebody goes out to work? How do we make sure that businesses understand the relevancy of the college degree? And we know that the college degree is in question in terms of its relevance. Is a college degree worth it anymore? Do employers require college degrees? Are they using that to reduce their risk, right? Because we all know hiring, or well, maybe we don't all know this, maybe this is my personal opinion, but there's a lot of risk management involved in hiring. I wanna reduce the overall risk I have to get somebody who's a really hard worker that can that can produce in the job. And in an interview, when you think about how long you might have to live with somebody at work, an interview is just a small look at somebody's skill set. How do you reduce that risk so that you get somebody good uh, together? So to, to figure this out and to answer every question that I just posed, I've brought a guest co-host to the microphone today. You know her, you've heard her. I can't remember what episode she was on. But it was a while back. And then after I interviewed here, randomly, I ended up at some conference. I can't remember which one it was. And I interviewed somebody else from her university. Uh, and that was just by chance. But I'm going to bring her back to the microphone today. Here she is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Janet Spriggs. She is the president for Site Community College. Janet, welcome back. Thank you so much, Joe. It's my honor and privilege to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to be well, on this so, side of the mic this time. <laughs> how does it how does it feel already to be on the on the uh, the uh, giving side of the microphone here? I think I like it. I like it a lot. It's not quite as much pressure. Mm, so then, what you're saying is that our guest has tons of pressure. <laughs> no, I mean, that's no, not no. no, no, no. Good pressure. Good, good pressure. Not trying to make her nervous at all. It's going to no, be. A I mean, we're we're not trying to make her nervous, right? Not now we'll ask questions, then we're going to put her on the spot. No, nerves nerves come with it a little bit in other podcasts, but not here at the Edip Experience, because everything we say is, is real, right? We're real people. We're hiring real people. We're, um, we're, we're, authentic, we're our authentic selves inside and outside of work, and we have to run businesses. Janet, you've got to run a business, a, business, a higher education institution, which, of course, some people say is not a business, but in reality, it really is, right? And we brought... 
somebody to the microphone to tell us all about what's going on in business and industry right now. Here she is, ladies and gentlemen. She's Lisa Rusinia. She is president and CEO at Goodwill of the Chesapeake. Lisa, how are you? Good morning. Thank you for having me. Doing well. Are you ready for this, Lisa? Oh, I'm definitely ready. All right. Well, we're ready to have you here. And so why don't you level set for us before we start nailing you with a bunch of questions. Talk to us about Goodwill of the Chesapeake. What do you all do and how do you do it? Well, you know, most people know about Goodwill because we run retail stores and we collect donations. What most people don't know is that when we sell those donations, the proceeds uh, help support our mission. And our mission is like the best kept secret in America. We help people get prepared and get jobs. Um, we There's a series of, of processes that we take to help people get ready. First, we have case managers who work one-on-one -on -one with individuals who come through our door who may be unemployed for any number of reasons. They may um, have long gaps in their work history. Um, they may have been displaced, dislocated. They may have been incarcerated. They may be coming off of public assistance. Um, just anybody who's been disconnected or needs assistance getting reconnected to the labor force. And so what we do is we prepare a life map and we help them get prepared for their journey into um, finding out what they want to do for a career um, and getting them the tools to get them there. Wow. I'm looking at a, a website. I don't know where I found this, but it's your picture. And it says that you're the face of community empowerment, or maybe it's a series. You've spent 25 years working for Goodwill, and you've dedicated yourself to addressing poverty in the community through the power of work. Um, that is one heck of a, a powerful statement, right? And one of the things that we, we're trying to do in higher ed, and I think that uh, institutions like um, Janet runs do it very well, which is tie education to the workforce, which I think is something that in the past has not been very clear, right? You hire this college graduate and you go, wait a minute, they can't do anything. And then the employers came back and said, you need relevancy in your curriculum. You have to get them ready to, to work. Can you talk to us a little bit about what your perception is right now of college and the workforce? Sure. Um so what, what we've seen is, and I, I don't know when this started, but it's been the last two years, is that we need more skilled labor. Um, and you know that goes for the trades, um, for healthcare, um, virtually anything, where a, high, uh, where a uh, college diploma is not necessarily uh, a requisite to get into those industries. And while we're helping people typically and for looking for entry level work, what we've found is that when we are able to bring training programs to Goodwill, um, that are pre-apprenticeship programs, that are uh, we have a, a healthcare program for certified nursing assistants and pharmacy technicians, they don't need a, a a college degree; they need a high school diploma. And the more we have been seeing people, even through COVID, uh, education is the linchpin to get into those training programs. And so for years, we've been preparing people um, to, to go into entry-level jobs, but what really we wanna do is to end poverty, which is you know what you mentioned, our whole vision is to end poverty in Baltimore. And so 
we needed to get people to be able to pass an eighth grade reading and math test to get into these skill training programs or apprenticeships. And what we found is that there are so many barriers for people in particular literacy um, to pass these tests, whether it's uh, GED or what have you. I mean, there's all kinds of um, you know ways that you can earn a high school diploma now, but people really needed to get to that next level they, that they can earn a diploma. And they have a lot of other issues that they're facing, whether it's, um, you know, they're living in poverty, obviously. They might have domestic violence issues. They may be in recovery. They may have um, issues with permanent housing. Um, just a myriad of, of other issues that get in the way. And we're working with adults. So adults learn differently than children do, or even younger adults. And so what we did is uh, our partners out in Indiana, the Goodwill there, created this model, um, which is called the Excel Center. And it's just like a high school that you and I went to, um, but it's really tailored for adults, particularly who have experienced life uh, barriers to employment, like some that I will mention. mention. And so we have case management staff that meet with um, with the individuals one-on-one -on -one and do that life mapping. And then also figure out what their career interests are, what their aptitude is, where they are with their education levels. And once we, you know, we can get our hands around um, handling all those different issues, we can enroll them in our high school, which is about to open in a couple of weeks. And it's a uh, rolling admissions school. Um, it works sort of like college in that it is very individualized. We create schedules for uh, these adults. We even have a drop-in daycare. So if they have youngsters that uh, they wish to leave on site while they're attending uh, classes, they can do that. Um, we provide transportation vouchers. And so what we aim to do is in our first year graduate 150 adults um, who for whatever reason dropped out um, and award them with both a high school diploma certified by the state. Um, our curriculum has been approved um, by the Maryland State Department of Education and uh, combine that with the skills training program. So then when they leave, they have both the diploma and a credential. So they're starting on a path for a career, not just an entry level job. This is, you know, much better than you know any kind of entry level job. It it really is a pathway onto a career, lifelong career. And you know some of the jobs that we're preparing people for in the trades and so forth. I mean they're six figure jobs. I mean these are jobs that are in very high demand, but really just need that certification. So that's why we uh, went ahead and created an Excel Center in Baltimore. Um, and it's taken us quite a, a long time to get the legislation passed because there was no legislation in Maryland. This is the first of its kind. And uh, then we had to put the funding together. Um, and before we we went to the legislature, we did a lot of homework. And um, it wasn't just anecdotal that we said, you know, we're seeing more participants come into goodwill programs that can't pass this test. But we, we did some research and we found that there are more than 60,000 people or more um, just in Baltimore City that don't have a high school diploma. And some estimates are even higher at like 80,000. 
And so that limits both your income potential, your employment opportunities. And we know that adults without a high school diploma earn 70% less than those without one. So we feel like this is the right path for many folks to, to get above poverty, to start on a career that's lifelong. And they can keep adding to it because our, our employer uh, customers that we work with are telling us if they get this credential and get their foot in the door, they will provide other stackable credentials so they can keep moving up and increasing their, their wage potential and obviously um, all the opportunities they have for you know, other employment that is you know, more challenging. And um, that's just our vision um, is to get people into those jobs. One of the things that I think is, is really important is um, that people, we, we meet people where they are. So if they come in and let's just say they dropped out in 10th grade, we can bridge that gap. They can be in this program for up to 16 weeks, but someone who may have dropped out in their senior year, for example, and only needs like six, eight credits, nine credits, um, we can also customize the program so that they can complete quicker and be on their way to an employment um, opportunity amazing I, I i will tell you i love everything that you had to say and i do want to um focus on one point when you're talking about adult students and i'm going to pass it to you janet but um when you're talking about poverty the the one of the things that adult students are poor in all adult students is time right because you're taking care of other humans a lot of the time and so you don't have this time that you would have if you were uh, the quote unquote traditional student. You've got work, you've got kids potentially, you have uh, maybe an employment situation, maybe not that has that creates conflicts. And so there's this time poor and we see it at community colleges all the time, which is why there's a build out of services, Janet, and I'll pass it over to you, but I know you're doing very similar work. Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, Lisa, I read about Excel and I'm so excited that you were able to bring that model to Baltimore and to Maryland. I think it's going to be incredibly impactful. Um, I love also your focus on ending poverty. We have a very similar mindset that um, if we can tackle poverty together through connecting folks with opportunities for family sustaining wage careers, which is really what you're talking about. It's getting people to work, but it's also getting people to work in a career pathway that promises them a livable wage. Um, so I'm just I'm excited to be with you because I think the work you're doing is just phenomenal. Um, I do think that there is um, a, a great workforce gaps we know around the country. There's a lot of us boomers that are retiring, and so as we age out of the um, out of the working uh, world, more people have to come in to take our positions. And we know, particularly in trades, as you mentioned, how important that is. So I think that opportunity to give them the high school diploma and a certificate that sets them. Um, on their journey for their career and that is stackable. I love that you said that. We've got some wonderful programs here in North Carolina that we do in partnership with Goodwill that are very much like what you're talking about. We're actually in the Goodwill industries in our local community with high school. We do adult high school there at Goodwill, as well as connecting them to those stackable credentials to get them moving. Do you have ideas of how this program might expand? I think that the high school diploma is incredibly important. That 
first credential to get them in the door is incredibly important. And then we also know that about 70% of jobs by 2027 are predicted to need something beyond high school. And so that's exactly what you're giving them. But I'm just wondering if there are additional opportunities for um, more partnerships to, to keep them moving forward. You mentioned some of the employers are able to get them additional credentials, but are there other colleges or universities that perhaps you're working with or could work with to, to just make sure that they keep moving forward on that lifelong learning journey? Yeah, absolutely. And when we partner with our uh, community college here as well, um, they actually do some of the um, certifications for the uh, CNA, GNA, the uh, nursing assistant training programs that we have. Um, and so I, I too completely agree. And you know, something that I think, um, this is my own opinion, but something I think that's happened is that, you know, back when, uh, when I was in high school, that was a long, long, long time ago, there was always kind of the stigma about vocational education. Um, and, you know, uh, we were all just kind of pushed, like you're going to college, there's no question about it. There's no discussion about it. Um, I might want to be an electrician, but, you know, everybody's like, no, you don't want to be an electrician. You know, you need to go to college. And I think now we're starting to see that change, um, which I welcome because I don't know about you, but I had an air conditioning break um, earlier in the summer and it was horrible and it took a week to get uh, just to have a, a someone come out, a technician come out and look at it. Nailed it. The, the, the need is so great for skilled trades and it's tradespeople. It's just incredible. And I think that um, this is an opportunity because we know now the labor, labor market is tight, but there are a lot of people that have just given up. They're not even counted in the unemployment rates. And so uh, I think this will build a bridge to get people um, engaged back with the labor market. Mm -hmm. Now that we're through COVID, I think, <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, there's going to be more interest in learning to get back to people need to get back to basics learn basic skills and they need to understand what's really out there. They, I guess the, the stigma has always also been that um, maybe plumbers and electricians don't make a lot of money, but um, I can see very differently uh, here in Maryland that that's, you know, um, not the norm uh, anymore. And it's harder for college educated um, folks to get jobs, especially higher paying jobs because the labor market is so tight. So I'm, hoping that this will be an opportunity for all of us to latch on to people who are kind of, you know, not sure which path they, play, they want to go to, um, go down and uh, this will give them another way um, to get back in the labor market. Yeah, for sure. And I, you know, Joe mentioned that the adult learner having so many barriers that sometimes we don't think about with time being a big one, but also daycare. And I think I, either saw or heard you say, you talked a little bit in an article I read, I believe, about the drop-in daycare opportunity right. that you have. I think that's phenomenal. Do you have those kinds of services built out so that you're meeting, you said meet them where they are with regards to the timing for the courses, as well as those mitigating those barriers for them? Yes. And in fact, we have instructor, instructors that can do some online classes as well. So we can do hybrid um, if time is an issue for when their classes are, but our, um, excuse me, our uh, instructors are very flexible with classes. And so 
you know, we'll have classes uh, in the morning and afternoon initially. We will likely expand to evening and weekend uh, once we're up and running and we can um, track the demand for those uh, wanting to do, you know, different hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has been just, it's truly exciting. And there are uh, other Excel centers all across the country, um, 30 campuses nationwide uh, with Goodwills. And so we're all learning from each other, which has been a tremendous help. Um, the Indiana Goodwill um, is really the grandfather of the Excel centers. And um, they are helping us left and right every step of the way with uh, helping us get our school set up, our classrooms, the technology. A lot to putting a school together, as you know. Um, and we're fully hired now. Uh, we have all of our life coaches hired, our administrators. Um, so at this point, September 25th is our uh, grand opening day, and uh, we're just thrilled uh, to meet our new families that will be able to help. Oh, yeah. Should you register for the Middle States Commission on Higher Education annual conference this? December 4th through 6th in Philadelphia? 100%. I agree, because the title of the conference is called Setting the Standard, Transformation Through Accreditation. There is no time like the present to explore opportunities in higher education and the future for our students and our business model. Get out and network with your peers this December 4th through 6th at the Middle States Commission on Higher Education Annual Conference. Attention. Are you ready to elevate your institution's marketing and enrollment strategies? Join the Edup Experience podcast at the Insights EDU conference, February 20th to 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona. Don't miss out on this opportunity to hear from engaging speakers from industry-leading companies like Google, LinkedIn, Adobe, and higher ed leaders. Learn the latest marketing and enrollment strategies to grow your programs. Register now at insightsedu.com and use promo code Add up to save $50 off your registration. Attention. I love that. And, you know, one thing that you're saying, Lisa, that I really like, a lot of times in higher ed, we talk about some college, no credential. There used to be some college, no degree students, meaning that they've gotten a high school diploma or or like they've gone to college, taken some some credits and decided they didn't want to continue for various reasons. It sounds like you're filling a different gap here, which is this number of students who've grad- who have dropped out of high school to finish them off with a high school diploma so that they, because you gotta have a high school diploma for a lot of jobs as a, as a requirement, right? So what is a big barrier to employment? Dropping out of high school. So you're, you're seeing this need and you're filling it through goodwill with the Excel centers. Is, was this a, fo- was this a initiative where it was, look, we need more people entering the workforce because it's there is a battle for talent right now. How do we grease the pipeline, so to, so to say? How do we get more applicants in? Well, this is a problem, here's how we solve it. Is that how it came to be? Was it, a, was it a, I guess the question is, was it in response to something or was it because we wanna end poverty, this is the way to do it, it's education, or is it both? It's definitely both, but you know, I serve on the Governor's Workforce Development Board and the Baltimore City um, Workforce Development Board, and you know, sitting alongside me are employers that are just screaming for people, and um, they just can't find them. And you know, we help thousands, literally thousands of people every year, 
And can you tell me, Lisa, um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can you tell me what they say? What do the employers say? Like if you had to come out of one of those meetings, is it, is it despair? Is it frustration? Is it, I mean, can you give me, give us some insight into what those conversations sound like? Yeah, it's definitely frustration. Um, can't find the people to apply. If they get people to apply, they may not show up on time or they'll come get their first paycheck and they don't come back. Um, some employers will say, um, if we just can get the people prepared to come to work um, and show up on time and dress appropriately and get along with other people, we can do the rest. Um, it's it's just a combination. But you know, as I mentioned, we help people who really just have the greatest number of barriers to employment, whether it's um, you know a criminal record or you know they're coming off of public assistance or some kind of welfare or they're dislocated or displaced um, or even homeless or couch surfing as they call it. And so um, as we, you know, when people come in, we do an analysis of what barriers they need to have addressed while they're there. And time and time again, um, it's education. I mean, we can help people get records expunged if they have, you know, an expungeable offense. We can, we can talk our way through that. There are employers that are so much more willing to hire someone with a criminal background. I mean, there's some limitations, but it's definitely a different world today than it has been. But the number one barrier that we did not have any program to address or case managers or social workers to address was this education uh, part of it. And so um, many years back, we started hiring remedial instructors and we had three of them on staff just to get the grade gains so that people could pass those uh, certification entry tests um, to go into an apprenticeship or go into a healthcare uh, trade. And so our goal at that point, a couple of years ago was, well, what can we do to get them just to pass? Um, because people are taking the tape, we would tape test them. And then as we you know, learned more and we heard more about the Excel Center, um, it was just, this is the this is the golden ticket, right? This is the thing that's going to change lives and not just to get people a grade gain, but a diploma lasts their lifetime. And so you know we decided to embark on this journey and um, our state government has been very, very helpful to help us you know go through all the steps to get our curriculums approved, to get our daycare center up and running. Um, and we're all really excited because, all major cities are having huge problems with, you know, um, crime and theft and, and there are people that, you know, they don't know what resources are even out there to help them. And so that's our goal is to bridge that gap and get people connected to us and our partners. We work with probably 200 other community service providers that help address homelessness and uh, recovery and help people get transportation and learn how to use the bus system. And we even had a partnership um, with Lyft that can provide ride sharing services for people who you know, may have jobs that are outside the city limits um, where there's not public transportation. So we have all these uh, resources to help people. Um, and we've really taken this holistic approach and the Excel Center is kind of the icing on the cake because we know that over time, uh, this is going to have a lifelong impact on someone's life, not just to get them to point A, but throughout their life, they have a they have a diploma, 
they'll have their certification. Um, and that means a lot, you know, as you, you know, go through your life and you get better jobs, you know, every few, few years. And especially with the employers who say, even if they don't come in with all these certifications, they come in with one certification, we can teach them how to do these other, get these other credentials. Once they're employed, it's on the job training. They need a certain number of experiential learning on the job to get those additional certifications. So they really are on a career path, which is what we want. It's easy. I don't want to say it's easy. It may be less difficult to get a job um, doing fast food or working in retail, even speaking for my stores. We don't want people to be cashiers forever unless they choose to. And that may be what they choose. That's perfectly fine. But people who have families that need those families sustaining middle scale wage uh, jobs is, is what our uh, goal is to reach. That's a fact. That's a fact. Janet, over to you. Yeah, I, so I love that uh, because that's exactly what community colleges are built to do. Lisa, you're singing from our hymn book um, very well. And so I just, I love so much about this. You also mentioned um, the importance of getting to work on time and understanding those life skills, right? That I believe you indicated that your employers are telling you are things that they have to have um, above all else, really. They can teach them the technical aspects of the job. We find that that is something we've embedded, we've we've started embedding in every single certificate or degree program. Everything we do has components of that life skills kind of education that I think so many times folks need. So I'm assuming that through this program, through the Excel High School, you're also doing that as well. And you mentioned life coaches. I'd very much be interested in what that life coaching is about. That sounds very interesting. Right. So, um, yeah, the life coaches are really the key. Um, and we've been doing that for over a hundred years and that that's the, you know, learning how to set an alarm, get up on time, go groom yourself, um, dress appropriately. Um, don't uh, tell your boss off if he tells you something that you don't like, how to get along with others. Just kind of those basic things that we talk, all take for granted. A lot of our participants are, um, are coming, grew up in households where they didn't have the benefit of seeing someone get up and go to work every day, um, and which most of us have. Um, we take it for granted, but a lot of folks have not, you know, seen this. And so they don't know that this is kind of the normal uh, routine of working adults. And so we teach that and um, you know, teach people how to write a resume, how to talk through an interview and how to explain if there have been gaps in your um, work history or um, talk through uh, maybe a you know, poor judgment you made that you know, got you incarcerated that you can talk through that now you're, you know, different, been through training programs and um, that's all in the past now. And so that life coach is really, I think, the key to, to success because if you don't have someone who's you know, literally, you know, holding your hand and really caring about the individual, which is, I think, our hallmark uh, of our staff, because we have graduations all the time. And I can't tell you, it kind of gets me choked up even now. When people get up and they get that diploma and or get their certificate and go through job readiness, and um, they've never completed anything in their life before, ever. And they invite their entire family to the ceremony. And 
They call out specific instructors. They call out um, ex the experience they had. And they, I think one of the most important things that they say is that um, this person or that person in goodwill gave them hope um, and inspired them to continue and didn't give up on them, regardless of what happened in the past or what they've been through, what they're going through. Um, and, and I think that's really the difference. That's the goodwill way. We, we don't churn people. I think there are a lot of uh, other programs that are out there um, that maybe are suited for someone who's maybe already worked or maybe has already been exposed to um, seeing working adults go to work every day. Um, and they just churn numbers out. They're reporting to the government, to the federal government, that we served X number of people, we got this many people jobs. That's not what we're about. We're about getting people enrolled and really helping them from a holistic perspective and helping them with all of the things that are going on in their outside life. Because we know you can't be successful going to work and staying employed if you have a lot of noise going around you. If you're, you're worried about, you know, worried about your kids, you're worried about how you're going to pay the rent, you're worried about, you know, all these myriad things. And uh, they prevent people from doing well at work and being productive. And so our, you know, numero uno goal is to help kind of put all these into a box and, you know, match resources with them and check them off. And then when they're ready, they can go into the skills training programs and then complete. And then we're happy to help link them to um, our employer partners who, you know, we stand behind our participants. So, um, Employers are you know, very loyal to us and, you know, expect us to be a pipeline for them. And, um, you know, we guarantee it. If something happens, we'll replace that person. We even have a temporary staffing service. So if um, someone says, you know, I think I want to be in, um, I don't know, pick a, uh, pick a, uh, a career. I want to be in uh, animal health care, for example. And we can say, oh, that's that's great. Here's Here's what's all required for it. Um, and we have a temp job as a technician or what have you, a receptionist. If you just want to get some experience, see how you like it first. So they can try it on um, in a temp role um, to see if they really like it. And then, then they can figure out the rest of the, the pieces of the puzzle to get them into that career if that's what they want. Or they may say, you know, I'm going to do healthcare, but I'm not sure animals are really, you know, I love animals, but I think I'd rather do people. Um, so it's uh, it's a great um, combination of services for, for someone who may not even be sure what they want to do with their life when they grow up. Yeah, that's awesome. You also mentioned something that's, I think, so important. You said that, you know, it's families that are going to be changed by this too, right? It's not just that's that person who's getting the job because they're going to have their children watching. They're going to have, you know, it's opening doors for them, which is one of the things that I think is most exciting about the work at community colleges. We graduation's my favorite time as well. I, I hug every student, um, you know, all 700 to 1500 that cross my stage because that, and you hear the families in the audience and that brings it all home. You said your hope, but your hope for that person, your hope for everyone that comes behind them. And that's pretty amazing. And then real quickly, do I have time to ask about apprenticeship? You said something about um, pre-apprentices, but I wonder, do any of the students from your Excel program have an option then to also move into an apprentice type or apprenticeship type program? 
that would get them yeah. wages right away. So I think it would be pretty awesome for yeah. them, right? They do. They do. In fact, um, my favorite, my absolute favorite success story, um, a woman came through our pre-apprenticeship, went on to get um, an apprenticeship. She is about four feet tall, Latina, and um, had um, English speaking barriers. Um, she had a four-year-old son, um, single mom, and she came through our program. And um, when she graduated, um, she brought her son with her and she said, on stage, she said, this has been so great for me. And uh, she came back and spoke to our board. And she said, you know, I drive around Washington where she works, Washington, DC, and she takes her son with her and she drives around and shows him all the buildings that she helped put a roof on. And I'm just, right. that's, that's <laughs> just amazing. And she's and she, now helping him with his homework. And so I do, I think this is a generational solution that um, for could change many people's families and, and lives forever because they're now gonna have the tools and they're teaching their kids um, a work ethic and they're you know teaching them how to be prideful about your occupation. And it's, it makes you happy. It makes you a better parent um, mm -hmm. because you also are, are balancing. You're not worrying about paying bills. You, I mean, we teach people budgeting and how to manage money so they don't get their first paycheck, go out and blow it and, you know, not be prepared for the end of the month. Um, and so we give them all these tools in our job readiness training programs that, um, you know, help kind of put all those things together. Um, so a person has a full picture of what their life um, will look like when they finish with all of their uh, training. I love what you're saying. It's, it's so good, by the way, in it, it when you think about change, right? And you think about changing the lives of people, the, the power of having an adult student crossing a stage and having the kids in the audience saying, that's my grandma or that's my mom or that's my dad. Unless you've lived through that, maybe some people in, in traditional higher ed have not. I have because I used to work in the for-profit sector, community colleges see a lot. It is something else. I mean, it's one thing for the parents to be cheering for the 18-year-old kid or the 22-year-old kid with a degree, and you expect it, and it's great. But when it's reversed, there's a way different energy and power in that um, that it's, I mean, it really is addicting uh, to see that. Don't you guys think? I completely agree. Changed my life. That's why I've been here for 20, it was 26 years now in January. Tell them like it is. I love it. Well, you know, Janet, do you have any final questions for Lisa before we close out the episode? You know, I, I'm not sure that I have another question. I just, I'm so happy for you and for Goodwill and for Baltimore and Maryland and the work that you're doing up there. I think it's phenomenal. You're definitely changing lives and you're creating role models for, like you said, those parents are becoming role models for their kids and their family members where they didn't have that. What a phenomenal thing. So great work. I hope your community colleges there will jump on board and be a part of this work even more so than they already have been, Lisa, because it's a great opportunity for just changing lives. Good for you. Thanks so much, Janet. Thank you. Lisa, we're going to give you the, the congratulatory cheers uh, for all your great work uh, that you're doing to, to address uh, these systemic issues that we face. Uh, still to this day, and until somebody convinces me different education is the most powerful tool for changing your life over the long run. 
yeah, you got to be skilled, uh, but you got to get a basic education, and and that's what has prompted our society to do so well. And and why now we're, in at least in higher education and through the work uh, that Lisa's doing at Goodwill, we continue to address the gaps in education in the appropriate ways so that we continue to have an educated workforce. But I want to close out with two final questions for you, Lisa. I always like to give my guests an open mic. Tell us anything else you want to say about Goodwill of the Chesapeake. Anything going on, anything that's that's happened that you haven't had a chance to talk about, anywhere you're going, any new improvements, anything you want. You get to say anything you want. Go. Okay. Um, I have two things. First, thank you for this opportunity, Joe. Um, it's phenomenal. I'm so excited. Um, this has kind of been a culmination of kind of my lifelong, you know, vision of where I wanted to see our organization go. Um, on another similar topic, I am creating um, two new businesses um, with uh, two, my two neighboring Goodwills, and we are going to be creating still jobs because we are taking stuff that we get donated that is broken for whatever reason, um, glass. We got a lot of FTD bases. We get a lot of um, glass that doesn't sell. And uh, we are going to be purchasing a um, piece of machinery that takes it, implodes it, and will crush it and make sand. Um, ah. and so we are going to keep that out of the landfill. Similar, similarly, we are also purchasing a plastic shredding machine, which have you ever seen those uh, buckets at the Home Depot and those big orange buckets? We're gonna be taking all the things that we don't sell that are made of hard plastic and we're gonna be shredding them and selling them to companies that make uh, plastic, heavyweight plastic items with our waste. Also keeping that out of the landfill. And so we'll be creating jobs. These will be uh, skilled labor jobs because they have to op operate heavy equipment and uh, we'll be doing the environment a huge favor with our sustainability initiatives um, and you may not know that we already collect plastic bags um, and we sell them to Trex which makes um, decking um, particle board um, that you see outside. Um, so we are uh, very busy and doing a lot to support our communities all over the country and um, it's really been an honor and a privilege to be leader of this organization. And this Excel Center is kind of um, my, it's my dream. And I couldn't be more excited and grateful for all the attention it's getting. Um, so thank you again for having me. I'm pretty sure you get three amazings for that. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, three separate businesses, not only uh, helping the uh, economy and the environment, uh, but but setting up people for jobs. Well done, Lisa. Final question for you. What do you see for the future of education? Well, I'm happy to see that things are changing and not everybody is going to be forced to go to college. Not everybody's college material. Um, I, I'm, I'm personally involved because my daughter, who's 22, is working on a CAD certification. Um, she, was, she did go to college and during COVID online, studying engineering did not work out. She's just not college material, um, but is now enrolled in getting her CAD certification, which is phenomenal. Um, so just from personal experience, this has many meanings for me. 
Well, we, uh, you gave us uh, just a little bit more motivation for the day, uh, Lisa, and I thank you for that because I got to go figure out what company I'm going to have to start now besides this podcast because <laughs> I don't know how much I'm helping. I, maybe I'm helping a little bit by getting you on a microphone. I'm helping the, uh, people get inspired. Yes, uh, you already are, yeah. Janet's had a chance to inspire them. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I have to tell you, this. Uh, th th there's sometimes where there's just, you get somebody on the podcast that brings something that we have not heard before. Lisa has done that. Uh, it's been incredible. And somebody along for the journey here, you know her. She's Dr. Janet Spriggs, and she is the president of Forsyth Technical Community College. Janet, your first co-hosting gig is now in, the feather is in your cap. Yay, awesome. It wasn't too bad, huh? Maybe. <laughs> no, no, I think you did. I, I mean, I usually do bad, but you did great. That's so, awesome. So I have a new career in podcasting. I'm excited. You do. My bar, <laughs> by the way, I set a very low bar. So, I mean, you don't have to do much to go over it. Um, no, but I appreciate you so much for joining, Janet, and, and uh, your insight uh, and your, your experience is always welcome here on the podcast, and you can come back anytime you want. Thank um, you. And, of course, my guest today, your guest today... She is Lisa Rusiniak. She's the president and CEO of Goodwill of the Chesapeake. And she is starting lots of things, the Excel Center, multiple businesses. Lisa, did you have a good time on the podcast today? Because we appreciated having you here. It was a blast. Thank you. Thank you again. Oh, it's a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just ed upped. Oh, yeah. The Middle States Commission on Higher Education 2023 annual conference is in Philadelphia, December 4th through 6th, setting the standard transformation through accreditation. Remember, only you can create transformation through networking, knowledge sharing, opportunity, leadership, service, learning, and accreditation. And you'll do all those things at the Middle States Commission on Higher Education Annual Conference this December 4th through 6th. Can't wait to be there. EdUp will be there. There's going to be over 1,300 attendees, presidents, provosts, the networking opportunities are off the chain. Register now at msche.org. Oh, yeah. Attention, higher ed marketing and enrollment management professionals. We are taking the EdUp Experience podcast to Insights EDU. Join us at Insights EDU on February 20th to 22nd, 2024 in Phoenix, Arizona. Gain insight into the latest higher education trends and cutting-edge marketing strategies that'll take your institution's enrollment to a whole new level. This is your opportunity to connect with higher education leaders and marketing experts from across the country. Comprehensive presentations, engaging panel discussions, and more. Insights EDU will equip you to position your institution for growth. Register now at insightsedu.com and use the code EDUP to save $50 off your registration. Can you afford to miss this conference? I don't think so.